0: Hello and welcome, boys and girls, to this new chapter on your favorite podcast, Once Upon a Time with Uttara. We have just started on a fresh set of adventures of your beloved Draco the Friendly Dragon and his friends. But first, please go back and listen to the last few episodes of Season 2 of Draco so that you remember what had happened and how both Draco and Fireball had been trapped. Draco with the magic draga tree spirit, after being heavily wounded, and Fireball in a pit filled with water from the stream of knowledge so that he couldn't move or use his powers. But after that, to continue the story, we move a few thousand years to the present day. Where 13 year old Ayan, who lived in an orphanage with his 4 year old sister Alina and many other kids, suddenly received a mysterious and magical message asking him to beware of strangers and the red dragon. And the very next day, a strange man had come to meet Ayan, claiming to be his uncle. Let's find out. What happens next? Ayan was still standing at the door of the principal's office with little Alina hugging him while he stared at the man who called himself their uncle. He was standing with his hand outstretched and Ayan automatically extended his hand even while he continued to look at the stranger from top to bottom. He was a tall and thin man with sharp features and a handsome face. He was dressed in an expensive suit which contrasted with his pale face and hands. He had very dark and thick hair that was combed back and reached his shoulders. Even though he smiled, his eyes seemed cold and scary and Ayan felt distinctly uncomfortable as he stared into them shook hands with him, he realized with a shock that the man's hands and fingers were extremely cold. The principal stepped out from behind the desk, making the necessary introductions. She introduced him as Uncle Kabir, their father's older brother. Uncle Kabir had left from home many years ago to travel to Africa. He had set up his own business there and over the years, had lost touch with his family. He had last seen Ayan when the boy was just a year old, just before leaving for Africa. He had only learned of his younger brother's or Ayan's father's death a few weeks ago and therefore had come to try and find Ayan and Alina so that he could take them home and care for them as a family member. One part of Ayan's mind desperately wanted to believe that a nice and kind uncle had turned up to take care of Alina and him. But Ayan also remembered the strange glowing message from the previous night, which had told him not to trust any strangers and to beware of the red dragon. But Ayan also knew that he had to be practical. If not for his sake, then for Alina's who was still almost a baby. Going to his uncle's house would probably solve a lot of their problems and give them a better chance at living a normal life with a family. And so Ayan forced himself to smile at Uncle Kabir and handed over Alina till the little girl sat again in their uncle's lap. They all sat down together and his uncle asked the principal how long it would take for the children to be released from the orphanage into his care. Since he lived in Africa, he wanted to travel back there for his work as soon as possible. While the adults discussed the details of how the process would work, Ayaan looked at Alina. She was fidgeting with something in Uncle Kabir's jacket pocket. He kept moving her hand away each time but the little girl was persistent. Ayan smiled at her fondly and stretched his arms out. Alina immediately lunged towards Ayan and came to him. The brother and sister sat together and played some games while the adults spoke to each other to find the best possible solution. After some more discussions. It was agreed that Uncle Kabir would come to pick them up the next evening. The principal and orphanage director would need some time to complete all the paperwork needed for this kind of a transfer. Meanwhile, this would also give the children some time to say goodbye to their friends and pack their meager belongings. Finally, after an hour or so, Uncle Kabir left promising to return at 5 p.m. the next day to pick the children up. The principal hugged both Ayan and Alina and told them how happy she was that they were going back to live with a family member rather than staying in the orphanage. Ayan mustered the courage to ask her how she knew that he was their uncle, since he had never seen the man before in his life. She replied by saying that he had provided all necessary documents to prove his identity and that he had also provided a picture of himself with their father to prove that they were brothers. Ayan saw the picture the principal held out for him. It showed his father and Uncle Kabir in their old house sitting at their kitchen counter eating noodles together. Ayan kept the photograph with him and the brother and sister walked out of the principal's office. As they walked through the corridor, Alina ran ahead of Ayan and dropped something she had been clutching in her hand. Ayan bent down to pick it up and found himself staring at something hard, smooth, shiny and red in colour. It was like a thin disc but hexagonal in shape and it shone wherever light fell on it. Alina must have found it in Uncle Kabir's pocket. Ayan could not identify what it was and slipped it into his pocket, meaning to study it later. Both children went to their respective classes and went to complete their schoolwork. It might be their last day at the orphanage, but they still needed to study and learn. After lunch, it was nap time for the younger children like Alina and study time for Ayan and the older children. He and Samir always studied together and today was no exception. As they sat together, Ayan showed the hard and shiny red object to Samir, asking him if he could identify what it was. After studying it for a few moments, Samir said that it looked like a large snake scale. I am sure that you know, children, that snakes have scales all over their bodies and that snakes also shed their skin and their scales from time to time and generate new ones. Sameer had a very keen interest in snakes and read about them a lot. That's why he knew what snake scales looked like. Judging by the size and strength of this particular scale, Sameer told Ayan that the snake this had come from must have been a giant, more than 20 or 30 feet in length. Immediately, the previous night's strange message flashed through Ayan's mind, not to trust strangers and to beware of the red dragon. Weren't dragons also supposed to have scales? Were dragon scales similar to snake scales? Ayan was confused and didn't know what to do. He wondered whether to confide in Samir and tell him everything. In any case, he would have to tell his best friend that he was leaving with his uncle Kabir and would never see him again. Ayan felt sad at the thought but he didn't have much choice. He told Samir that he had something important to share with him at bedtime and the two boys decided to eat dinner early and went up to the dormitory that night. Ayan had a difficult goodbye ahead of him. And this is where today's episode comes to an end, children. Join me next time on your favorite podcast, Once Upon a Time with Uttara, to find out what happens in this interesting adventure. Until next time, be brave, be happy, and bye-bye.